y'all, Marty here. And today we have a very special guest. And the app that we're going to be talking about is Speech Central. But before we do that, Michael is with us today as well. And say hello, Michael. Hello, Michael. Uh, hello, everyone. Thank you for listening uh, today. I'm super <laughs> excited for this. Something a little bit different than what we normally do. So, Marty, who are we talking with? Uh, His name is Evan, the founder of Speech Central. Say hello, Evan. Uh, hi. So why don't you give us a little bit of background on how you got your start in app development? Uh, yes, well, it was almost 10 years ago, uh, actually. Uh, at the end of the year, it will be 10 years since I started to work on Speech Central. Uh, it was first released in uh, 2014, but the work began began at the end of uh, 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 2013. And uh, I don't know, it was uh, some sort of uh, uh, my personal uh, uh, hobby. Because uh, at that point, I was working on some sort of uh, uh, developer uh, task. Uh, but uh, I was also reading quite a lot. And uh, I felt like that uh, it would be great to have something to improve uh, reading uh, off screen. And at that point, uh, it turned out that it was an interesting moment uh, to, to start work on something like that for Windows platform because it was... Uh, uh, fairly new at that point. Windows Phone had, well, had some traction, let's say, and uh, also Microsoft invested in uh, Microsoft Store. And there were some sort of different things that uh, brought me there because Apple uh, didn't have full uh, support for my uh, country, so I couldn't register, register as developer there. And same for uh, Google, and uh, those were first steps. So I made such up and uh, I used it uh, I don't know I was uh, when I was going to work or when I was running and something like that so out of all of the different kinds of things you could build what was your passion for building particularly an app like speech central were you looking for an app that reads uh, that you couldn't find out there and so you built it for your own pleasure to start with or what was the idea behind building this kind of an app uh yes you can say so because uh, uh at that point uh, there were not uh, too many apps that worked uh, great so it was 10 years uh, ago especially on, on windows platform but even on other platforms uh uh, getting the text from internet and uh, uh, queuing it in playlist and listening that uh, uh, through text to speech, uh, it wasn't great uh, supported by almost uh, any. I'm not sure that there was any app, and I'm not sure that it wasn't on Windows platform. But I believe at that point, even on iOS or Android, uh, there were not such apps that would do all of this. There were all certainly apps that uh, did. Uh, uh, many of that, but not all of those things that I actually needed. Right. That's really cool. So I have a question that kind of fits in here from one of our listeners, Jane, and I uh, appreciated her reaching out with these. Um, in the Speech Central application, what type of file formats are supported or what can you bring into Speech Central to read? 
because she was specifically wondering does it support like zip files audio files like mp3 daisy web pages epub pdf or anything else that you can think of offhand uh yes uh so uh, uh most of that but not uh, all of uh, that uh so daisy files uh, uh supported pdfs uh, are supported uh, web archives should be supported uh, though it was implemented long ago but i believe that uh, it is uh, supported uh of course html files are supported uh, word documents are, are supported uh, mp3 epub uh, books are uh, supported uh, also some fb2 format uh so mp3 is not uh, that's i think that that's only from what you mentioned that is not supported if I haven't missed out something, but MP3 is not supported. And are you going to implement MP3? Uh, or if not, why not? That's a frequent uh, question, especially from uh, the blind community. There are no immediate plans uh, to some, for something like that to be implemented, but it is not uh, ruled out uh, in some future. But let's say that, uh, I don't know, a year, maybe even two years, uh, it won't be. So this year, for certain, it won't be implemented. And uh, I can't say, let's say, with some certainty what happens next uh, year. Uh, and the reason for that is that uh, I try to build the best uh, text-to-speech app. Uh, there are a lot of things that uh, can be improved uh, uh, there. and. Uh, those things that I'm working on, I believe, have uh, a wider uh, attraction for uh, people that might be interested in, in such app. Obviously, every feature uh, helps to, to attract some users, but uh, I believe that at this point, it is more important uh, to uh, work on improving uh, text-to-speech than to just improve uh, audiobooks. Uh, now, I understand that this was because there are not too many apps that support that actually if you consider text-to-speech apps uh i think that there is just one uh, app that actually among all apps in existence that support uh, that and there might be some other types of apps that support such things in a couple of apps that i heard of though i haven't used the support but i know that that's fairly frequent question from a blind community and i understand that for some part of the community, that's uh, an important uh, thing to have such an app, yes. Gotcha. So it's more of a, a reading application to read the content that's sent to you in a text format. While you're reading that content, do you have the ability in your app? And in full transparency, I have downloaded the app. I have explored it. I have not imported much content into it uh, right now because a lot of my content is MP3 content and I don't have a lot of text because I've had to solve that problem of, of getting text into an audio format. And uh, anyways, uh, can I highlight text in there or make notes on something that I might hear in your app? Or is that a feature that you may be adding in the near future? Uh, yes. Uh, so there are some annotations tools like that you can uh, bookmark uh, the paragraph. And uh, also uh, you can comment, add the, uh, attach the comments uh, or note, whatever you prefer to call, but in the app it is called uh, uh, comment uh, to the paragraph uh and uh, those annotation features also you can uh, make uh, uh the item as favorites full text so that you can easier search uh, for that 
Uh, highlight uh, currently uh, there is no such feature. Uh, it is considered, but I cannot say uh, exactly. Certainly, that is that comes before uh, MP3 support, but uh, it is not yet, let's say, uh, scheduled for some uh, immediate implementation. So. Uh, this is not ruled out to happen this year, but it is also not certain. So something that I found that was really interesting is that you make the app free for anyone who uses voiceover. So I was really curious on how that, that works. And then if someone's not a voiceover user, what would the price structure be? Okay. Uh, yes, I believe that uh, there is no such app of uh, any type that uh, does this. So in some way, I'm proud, uh, both as an inventor, both because I believe that it is uh, a good idea um, and that it brings uh, something to community. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, from the technical point, it needs uh, it only uh, in-app purchases can be converted because it requires a runtime check obviously app store doesn't have such options so if the app is paid no one could do that even if he wants to do that to do that uh, but uh, in particular case uh, uh, you can import uh, in the free tire uh, two documents in a day or one book in a month uh, if you try to, to import more, you ask uh, to pay one-time fee. Uh, it is uh, $9 in the U.S. on other markets. It is automatically converted uh, to uh, their local uh, value, which might depend on tax and, and the currency. And uh, at that moment, when it is checked, the app also checks if uh, the voiceover is on. And if the voiceover is on, it simply doesn't ask. It continues as if, if it is already a paid user. So what happens if someone uh, turns on and off voiceover? Like they use it a lot, but sometimes they need to turn it off and then they turn it back on again. Does that affect anything or how would that work? Well, uh, uh, in general, it doesn't have some sort of uh, immediate uh, effect. Uh, it means uh, the app works as usual. Uh, only if you try to, to import uh, more items than you can in free tire, tire and you have voiceover off, you will uh, get a notification to pay. But uh, you can normally use all the content that you have imported so it works fairly reasonable in that uh, use case and if you were to turn voiceover back on would that message go away and then you could use the app regular again you can use up regularly uh, because that message isn't uh, permanent so you you only uh, get restriction that you can't uh, import more than you are allow allowed in the Retire, but yes, if you turn the voiceover on, then uh, you won't uh, receive that message if you try to import more than free users can. Oh, cool. Okay, great. Thank you. Can a voiceover user still pay for the in-app purchase if they would like? Mm -hmm. uh, well, uh, that was frequently asked, and uh, that is really kind from uh, those people that they uh, want to support uh, the ongoing development of the app. Uh, personally, I don't encourage, though, uh, I certainly uh, don't, uh, uh, let's say, uh, disallow something like that. Uh, uh, you can't buy directly in the app. It is not possible, but uh, the in-app purchase is available 
uh, in the App Store. So everyone can go in the App Store and buy it directly from there. One of the questions that I don't know if you can share with us, but I was really intrigued by this model is, first of all, if a voiceover user is not running voiceover when they initially app, uh, launch the application, do they ever see that splash screen that is shown that a user presses OK on that says that the application is free for voiceover users? Um, and the second question is, are you willing to share or can you tell us how many people have taken advantage of using the free access to your application? I'm not sure for, for, for the first question if I understood fully. So that's the answer. That's the reason why I'll skip to the, the second, but we can return to, to that first, of course. Uh, yes, uh, currently, uh, overall, uh, uh, there are something like, uh, I don't know exact numbers because uh, but uh, I can have some some sort of uh, reasonable projections because uh, when I uh, make an update, I can see uh, how many devices are updated in a few days, and they keep updating in a few weeks. Even some get after a year, but that slows down. Uh, so I have over I have around uh, one uh, one hundred thousand of uh, installations. So the app on not just for the voiceover users, but for all. And uh, voiceover usage represents around 3% of, of users. So you can estimate that there are around uh, 3,000 of them on iOS. Now on Android, there are some more of them. Uh, but those figures are a bit different because they're, they represent larger percent. So it is uh, like uh, something a bit less than 10%, but probably 8 or or 9%. Uh, uh, and I don't have exact data, but for on Mac on the, and on the Windows, those apps are paid, so I couldn't make them uh, free. And I don't have exactly that those statistics, though there are certainly voiceover users there uh, too. Gotcha. So that's an important fact to make. Uh, that notification is shown to all voiceover users once. Uh, this shouldn't be st- shown more than once, uh, even if you uh, use a new advi- uh, device, as long as you have iCloud or some sort of backup for anything. Uh, and uh, for users that are not voiceover users, uh, uh, this is not shown to them uh, unless they turn voiceover on. So they generally don't do that, so they generally don't get notification. Are there any new upcoming features that are going to be implemented into the app that you can talk about? Uh, well, uh, I can talk. Uh, there are quite a few fe- new features that are coming, but at this point, I can talk in general. But I believe that it will be still uh, interesting to hear uh, because since the end of the last year, so it was something like at the end of uh, November, I started the uh, an effort to rebuild uh, the app in completely different uh, technology. Now, I can probably skip uh, some technical details because I'm not sure that it will be interesting for uh, the public. Uh, but uh, as I said, uh, it means completely rewrite. So there are not a single line of code that is directly uh, copied, though certainly some of them are looked uh, for the, the inspiration of how to do it. but. Uh, it brings the opportunity to rethink literally everything. 
and uh, as such, uh, there are uh, huge changes coming uh, with this new release, uh, and I'm hopeful that uh, it will be by the end of the year. Uh, it certainly won't be before uh, September, but uh, some expected launch time is by the end of the year. Uh, one of the reasons is because uh, this will require a, a higher versions of operating system for those newer technologies to work, and it will require iOS 16 and the macOS uh, 13, macOS Ventura, Ventura. and uh, as such, especially for the Mac, that is fairly high request, and that will probably postpone. But I hope that uh, it will be reasonable something like uh, December to, to have enough uh, uh, current users switched uh, to that and to go that way. And if we talk uh, about what actually it will uh, bring aside from this uh, general story, I, uh, I can tell that uh, that's certainly the biggest update of uh, any speed text uh, app ever. And uh, when I say certainly, you know, it means by huge margin. I think that even if you compound all updates uh, of any app, of other app in the last few years, maybe even five years, uh, there won't be as big as this uh, update. Um, if we talk about settings, uh, current app is among, probably not just among, even maybe leader in the uh, customization, as it has over 40 settings, which is quite a lot. But uh, the new app will have uh, probably around 100, so so it is a huge leap ahead. Uh, so there will be it will be more customizable, but there will be also some important uh, new features, new features, and uh, also it, it will have some uh, effects to to uh, uh, bring a, a more accurate and a more natural speech, but. I can talk about details now because it is uh, uh, too early. But when the beta testing starts, of course, I'll be able to, to disclose more. Currently, it is probably, let's say, half implemented because uh, uh, right now I have nearly all detail, details uh, in the player uh, interface and features. But... Uh, the the library features are actually at the very beginning, and I use uh, data imported via cloud from old app to to test the the player. But I need to implement uh, everything uh, from library management to uh, importing all files. So it it is still fairly complicated, and I believe that it could be half of, of the work remaining. But half is done, so it is very it is fairly good going. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds really good. When you get all the new update out and the new features and all that, you'll have to come back and talk about all the new features that have gone into the app. That's really cool, yes. So I think you've answered all of the questions that I have except for this last one. And I don't know how many other questions Marty has, but one of our listeners who wishes to remain anonymous had stated that they were curious if you're only charging one time and that's a one-time purchase and with the numbers you provided, roughly about 3% uh, of, of US uh, or voiceover users, so getting it for free, 
what's the sustainability for that in future plans? How, how do you plan to continue developing if people only pay for it once with everyone else switching over to a subscription model? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, I don't see some particular problems. In, uh, I mean, my revenues did increase uh, over the years and they are still increasing. So I don't see... Uh, 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 some and it was obviously sustainable if I was working for uh, uh, 10 years. I think that in recent years, uh, the app is sustainable in its budget and it is still uh, growing. Probably in first years, uh, it wasn't, but it may be reasonable for a new app uh, to be to not be sustainable in first couple of uh, years. Uh, I said, I don't obviously it you can say that in my country, probably. Uh, I don't need as big budget as if I am uh, the U.S. Uh, developer. That's probably one point. And uh, overall, I really don't see any problems in, in sustainability. Uh, regarding, I think that it is uh, a fairly false premise that you need subscription to, to be sustainable. Uh, it is more some sort of um, marketing premise that Today, quite a lot of apps, not uh, just few, but probably even majority apps use uh, to hike up uh, the prices. Uh, the point is that uh, your overall budget depends uh, on uh, your revenue per user. The model how they pay is uh, almost irrelevant, whether they pay uh, once a huge sum or they uh, pay by the year or by the month, that uh, doesn't change. Uh, anything. Uh, as such, uh, if the developer changes to, to subscription, uh, but uh, the average user paid as much, he would end up with the same revenues and that wouldn't uh, uh, affect sustainability in any way. But uh, in most cases, the developers also significantly increase their price and they use this as a chance to, to significantly increase uh, their price, uh, but make them make it somewhat easier because it is not paid uh, at once. Uh, anyway, as said, uh, there are quite a few things regarding that because uh, if we talk uh, about uh, that uh, price level, uh, it usually requires uh, quite a lot of marketing to attract users to, to uh, make it sustainable. And if you look uh, the price of the ads, then you will see that actually most of that subscription money goes into uh, purchasing purchasing ads and not into development. Uh, so it's quite a complicated story. I'm not sure if you're interested in more details, but let's say that, uh, for example, quite recently, Rovio, uh, that is a game app that developed, the, uh, the game company that developed uh, Angry Birds. Right was called and it disposed its uh, uh, balance sheets and uh, you can see that uh, 30% of their revenue went into ads. Uh, so that's, that's huge. But uh, for most subscription apps and uh, most games, it is uh, like that. Because uh, if you want uh, to acquire user by the App Store ad, for the US, you usually need to pay $2 per click, but that is not per acquired user. So it ends up in 
huge, huge sums. Let's say that it may be $20, sometimes even $50 per user. So that's, that's quite a lot. And then you need to charge also quite a lot. So that's not good for consumers, but it seems that it is good for some companies, yes. I would also say that it's probably much easier to be sustainable at a lesser cost uh, if you're a one-man team. Some of these you know, developers hire... Uh, you know, two, three, four, five people to be working with them to do development and other tasks. So if you are a one-man team and you do everything, uh, you probably have a lot more room for profit that way. Uh, yes, that is correct. Also, one aspect of uh, uh, sustainability that is somewhat going to change with all those changes that I have mentioned is that uh, I was using some sort of, I mean, like you mentioned, it is a Xamarin technology that was uh, uh, brought by uh, Microsoft, and I could uh, share quite a lot of codes between uh, different platforms and still provide uh, and still have access to practically all native uh, features and uh, make uh, the apps that uh, is in, in the, let's say, whatever the world is, are not... Uh, English native speaker, but uh, you knew know, what I wanted to, to, to say. And uh, yeah, uh, that was great because uh, with the same effort, I could cover a lot of platforms. So it was iOS, macOS, Android, and uh, Windows. And uh, developing one feature on uh, one of those platforms brought also quite a lot of uh, code uh, for uh, bring that feature to, to other platforms. And uh, from the aspect of sustainability, that was great. But for various reasons, I have decided to go fully native in this effort in, regarding Apple. And uh, so it means iOS uh, and uh, macOS. And uh, in some way, it means that uh, in the future, probably uh, there will be more uh, feature differences between uh, uh, Apple and uh, other platforms. and at least based on current uh, revenues, it will mean that uh, the apps for the Apple platform will uh, develop faster. Really great. You have a really great app, I think. Uh, people are going to be really curious to see you know, what it's going to look like moving forward and see what kind of stuff you implement. And I'm sure people are excited about seeing the new look and the new build from the ground up. So I'm definitely excited. And... Uh, what do you think, Michael? you have any other questions? I don't even. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. And if any listeners are interested in uh, getting more in contact with you, do you want to share some contact information, how they can reach out to you if they have more questions or if they want to chat more about your app with you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, certainly it's, uh, it's possible. Uh, they want uh, uh, to send email. It is... Uh, uh, office at uh, speechcentral.net. Also, they can visit the uh, website and uh, there is a contact form if someone prefers uh, uh, that way, though it will also end up uh, uh, in the email uh, communication if I need to, to reply them. And those are usual ways. Sometimes pe- uh, people also uh, uh, contact me via Twitter. Uh, so it is uh, speechcentral.net. Uh, there is a, a little character at the end. I'm not sure how it is pronounced, but it is a, a dash down because Speech Central handle wasn't uh, free. 
Uh, it was already taken by someone uh, else. Thank you very much for coming today. We really appreciate it. And we're definitely going to have to have you back once you you know release the new one and we can let the audience know all about all the new features that will be out. And uh, we're all excited to play around with your app. And we thank you so much for coming and appreciate it. Okay, thank you so much for calling me. You have a great day and thanks everyone. And we'll see you next time.